Hey, Soul Family. Excuse me, sorry. At the start of the recording, but hey, it is what it is. For those that are always with me, y'all know we just keep it completely real on this podcast. Um, For those that are new here because of this specific episode, I want to welcome you to God and a Gram. My name is Debbie L. London. I am a generational healing coach. I am a self-help author. I'm your mama, your cousin, your sister, your friend, all of that. And the purpose of this podcast is to, you know, just give a real and authentic approach to the healing journey as it relates to spirituality and connecting all of those dots together. So welcome, one and all. We're happy to have you here uh, joining this soul family. Look, I toiled about doing this fucking episode. And the reason why is because, to be honest, I don't want to talk about this shit. Let let me just say that. I don't even want to talk about it. But I realize that this is an important topic, right? Because many of you felt the way I did when I was having my twin flame experience and I didn't have anybody to relate to. You know, at that time, no one understood as I was going through it. And it wasn't until I shared it that I was able to connect with others. When I made this video on TikTok, I just thought it went well with the sound. I actually have like 10 different ideas for that sound. And the twin flame one was just one of them. I did not expect that one to go viral at all. Um, But just seeing all the questions in the comments, like, how do you and I knew I wasn't alone. I knew that they lingered spiritually after. And, you know, the questions and the DMs I've gotten about it. I'm like, wow, this is something that's necessary to talk about as much as I don't want to. But my purpose is to share with others in an effort for them to heal and to be seen and validated. That's the purpose of my entire platform. You know, even though it's generational healing, spirituality is very much tied to that. Um I do want to share a story. The crystal shop I go to by my house, um, I remember getting some stuff and I mentioned her months ago about the twin flame stuff. And then she was like, you're an author. You need to write about twin flames. And I'm like, no, why? She's like, there are really no books with people sharing like their real authentic experiences. It's just everybody sharing the same regurgitated blog uh, information of this romanticized, idealized view of what this twin flame journey is. And it's all fucking bullshit, to be honest, but whatever. (sighs) And for those who have just joined, I actually had a podcast episode about my experience months ago when it first happened, but I deleted both the episodes related to that. Because I just, like I said in the caption of the video, the TikTok video, I was like, I don't want to give him no clout, to be honest. And I was just at a point where I was so done with this because I finally made it out of all of that months later. I just deleted the um, episodes concerning him because the first episode I recorded about him was actually on his birthday. Child. Anyways, he knew about the episode and he actually listened to it with me in front of him. Um, when he made his return the first time. So, yeah, I just didn't want him to be able to come back to my podcast. I'm like, oh, yeah, she got a podcast about me. It's like, boy, fuck you. Okay? Okay. So, 
I'm only doing this out of feeling deeply moved. And I was talking to my sister, aka my business coach today, and she was like, uh, if people need to feel seen and heard, they just need to feel seen and heard. And this ain't got nothing to do with him. So she changed my perspective on it. So here we are, where I'm about to talk about all this. If you hear my daughter and my niece in the background, I am so sorry. They will not be quiet. And I'm just not going in my basement. You know, it's late at night and I'm just not doing that. So y'all got to get this story in its raw form. (laughs) But yeah, so, and I just hate talking about this because uh, almost like a part of me is like, I don't want to talk about this person and even like invite that energy in you know because I'm just so done with that shit like because it was just such an exhausting journey but for y'all and to help y'all here we go now a lot of y'all ask like how do you know that you've met your twin flame baby if you got to ask that question you ain't met them first and foremost first and foremost if you have to ask the question how do you know you've met them you have not met them. You will know when you've met them because it will knock your goddamn socks off. And what I mean by that, it is an inner, it is an energetic pull. I'm not talking about the regular chemistry fireworks. It is a soul recognition that is undeniable when you come across your twin flame. It is undeniable. It is magnetic, but on a soul level. And you know when you felt that shit before. You don't have to question, like, did I feel that? No, honey, you will know. So that's just to get that out of the way, okay? That is to get that out of the way. A lot of y'all ask the difference between, what's the difference between a twin flame, a karmic, and your soulmate? A karmic, my personal definition of a karmic is them bullshit-ass relationships that we have all been in that weren't worth a damn. You know, but we had to learn a lesson. And every time we didn't learn that lesson, we kept running into that same type of bitch over and over and over again until we grew and learned to love ourselves in the right way. To me, karmics are just your run-of-the-mill, just bullshit relationships, you know, that are just toxic on the basic end. That's all a karmic is. A soulmate, you can have soulmates that are your actual friends. A soulmate can be a family member. A soulmate can be a romantic partner. And those are people that are actually good for you. And they're very positive and all that stuff, right? A twin flame is your mirror soul. And that's where that soul recognition comes from with twin flames. Um, It is like looking at yourself and... Twin flames trigger the parts of you that have not evolved and that not um, that have not healed, and they do that to push you forward in your healing process. But more than anything, to push you toward being your higher, your highest and best self. Now, the thing about that is, one twin can be awakened. And one can absolutely not be awakened. And I see a lot of people saying, well, you know, if you're working on, if one twin is working on themselves, then the other one, you know, is going to get better with them. Uh, Not with free will. You can actually fight against that if you want to. You can not do the work if you really, really, really want to. And that leads me to the next part. 
where people were like, oh, well, you know, what is doing the work? I'm talking about doing some serious internal work on yourself. All your little insecurities, all of your dark hidden parts of yourself, every all your traumas, everything that needs to be addressed within you will get pulled up and uprooted when you meet your twin flame. And if you haven't dealt with that stuff, it's going to be nasty. Okay. And for me, the parts that were pulled up by the root, and it was remnant stuff really for me because I had already done a ton of work before um, he came around. But codependency, anxious attachment were the two major things that got uprooted and it really knocked my socks off. Like having to face some old traumas, repressed memories came up. It was like crazy. I was doing shadow work for two months because of that. But the thing is, he had work to do and refused to do it. And that's the work that I'm talking about. I'm talking about the inner work on yourself. Karmics don't cause all that. Karmics don't do that, right? We learn lessons from karmics. Twin flame causes you to fully, like they will pull the rug from underneath your ass because it's a soul level thing. It's deeper than a soul tie. It's not even a soul tie. I've had a soul tie before and I've had an extreme soul tie. This is not that. I wish I could adequately explain what I mean by soul recognition. And those who have experienced that know exactly what I'm talking about. Which goes back to what I said the first time. You don't have to ask if you've met your twin flame. You will know. It is it is unlike any other uh, dynamic with another person that you could ever experience. All right. So what else do I want to address before I get started on this recap of this journey I had? Oh, okay. So the. Next thing is, everybody said, oh, that sounds like a karmic. When I described, you know, um, in the TikTok video, going through um, a dark night of the soul and ego death and doing intense and very painful shadow work after meeting him. Um, And they're like, that sounds like a karmic. Let me tell y'all something. Shut the fuck up. This is my issue. And I said this in the caption of that video. Stop romanticizing this shit. I'm so sick of, you know, it's, listen, I don't know where y'all get this from about twin flame. Uh, oh, no, it's supposed to be super amazing and wonderful and blah, 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 blah. If both of y'all not doing the work, it's not going to be super amazing and wonderful. That does not make it a karmic. A karmic is so fucking different. Karmic is not on the soul level at all. A lot of people are like, no, no, it's supposed to be great. Y'all are supposed to ascend together. And then y'all are supposed to come into union and da, 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 after separation. And then when you meet, then you activate and then you come back and shut the fuck up. Shut up. I'm, I'm sick. I'm sick of it all. And this is why I struggle with even trying to talk about it right now. But I'm literally only doing it because I know that, you know, those of you who are listening, you need to not feel alone. And I'm here for that, but I'm just sick of, it is exhausting being on TikTok. Like I finally got those type of tarot readings off my shit. Like y'all would be scrolling past so fast. Oh, he's coming back. I don't give a fuck. Oh, he's almost done with this third party. I don't give a fuck. (laughs) Like, oh, he, he's coming back to you. Oh, what is he thinking? What is he? I don't give a flying, flying, flying fuck 
what his ass is doing. You know, it's just like, and it will bombard you to be holding on to hope for somebody and looking more forward to returning into union with them than focusing that energy on yourself. It's about coming into union with your divine masculine and divine feminine energy. But they don't want to tell you that. They want you to be focused on, you know, you joining with that divine feminine that's a person or that divine masculine that's a person. No, they just came here to trigger you into coming into union with yourself. Now, can you marry your twin flame? Can you end up being with them? Yeah, but that's rare. That's not, first of all, it's rare to even meet your twin flame. Number one, number one, everybody don't even meet them in this lifetime, number one. Second of all, like if you have the pleasure of actually being with them and it'd be a healthy and beautiful thriving situation, that's amazing. And there's nothing wrong with that. But that ain't the, that's the exception, not the rule, okay? Not all twin flames end up together. I mean, a lot of people's uh, feathers were ruffled in my comment section, in my comment section about that. I'm like, shut the, why are you mad? I'm I'm literally just sharing my experience and people were upset, but I believe that's because it ruins the fantasy of what they want to believe twin flames are. I know people that have called everybody they've dated their twin flame. And it's like, y'all are stupid bitches. Like hands down. Like everybody, you only have one. And it exa- again, the obsession and the romanticizing is what drives me crazy about this twin flame stuff. Number one. But that leads me to finally getting into this story. I just want to get all those little things out of the way. Um, my third book that's coming out, I'm, I hope to have it. If I can get it done by next month, that'd be great. But my third book that will be coming out called Unboxing God, I'm going to talk about this in different detail and really breaking it down more so than what I'm doing now. Um, just to plug that in. So subscribe to my mailing list on my website, WLLondon.com. Um so you can be in the know when that book is out. Now, to start how all of this happened with my twin flame journey, in July, I was writing in my prayer journal. I am heavy on manifestation. I'm heavy on writing out your intentions and, you know, making the vision plain for your life. I, I'm all about all of that. And you know, I felt like I was at a point in July. It was July 3rd when I wrote this. And I was like, you know, I'm going to write a letter to my um, person, whoever they are, as if we've already met and we're already together. Like, babe, I'm so happy we're together. And I wrote the letter. I did not realize until months later that I signed the letter And I said, um, I love you so much, my twin flame and soulmate. It wasn't until a few months later where God was like, yeah, go look at that letter that you wrote to your person because I kept it in my nightstand. And when I looked at the ending part that says to my um, twin flame and soulmate, I was like, bitch, you manifested this shit. And I was like, I don't even... The the crazy part about it is I didn't even remember writing Twin Flame because I didn't know what a Twin Flame was. So I know sometimes when I'm journaling and writing, like, you know, 
when you're in those modes, like it's almost like your spirit is writing for you. Like you're just kind of when you're doing those dumps in your journal, you're just really I mean, you're dumping. Honestly, you're you're purging everything out of your subconscious when you're writing. And I don't remember writing Swim Flame because I I don't know. I At that time, I had no idea what that crap meant. And the only time I heard about Twin Flames um, is by people who were using it really wrong, like I was saying earlier. Like, every relationship they're in, they would be calling, oh, this is my Twin Flame. This is my... Like, I'm like, how the fuck is everybody your Twin Flame? You know, it was... It's, anyways, we don't have to get into that. But that was the only time I really heard about the Twin Flame stuff. And... When God had me revisit that months later, I, like I could have punched myself in the face. But obviously, it was fated to happen. So it is what it is, right? My spirit was like, yeah, it's time for you to get the rug pulled from underneath you. We want to just speed this up even more, even though I was already heavy in my spiritual awakening as it is. And, that, and that's another difference about um, karmics and twin flames. Karmics, mm-mm, twin flames are in line with spiritual awakening. Karmics, not so much. That Those are just basic-ass lessons, to be honest. Those are just regular, regular, schmegular lessons. Twin flames are in line with spiritual awakening. I was already very heavy into my spiritual awakening um, upon meeting this young man. So I wrote this letter, right? Didn't think anything of it. Put it in my nightstand. All right, so boom, done. On this beautiful day on August 1st, I was looking like a fucking snack, okay? I was, look, I am a on and off day nap person. I'll be on a day nap for three days and I will try my best and then I'll delete it because I feel impatient. And I'm like, never mind, I don't feel like doing this. I'm off, I'm out. And so that's what I did. And I was supposed to be going on a date with somebody that evening. And I remember that entire day I was dragging and I did not feel like, um, I didn't feel like getting up out of the bed that day. I was just very tired. And I, you know, the person I'm supposed to be going out on a date with, I was like, well, I'll let him know when I'm ready. He was like, yeah, just let me know whenever you're ready. I'm like, cool. I finally get my ass up, get ready. And I was looking amazing that day, I will say. So good, in fact, that I canceled the date. I was like, bitch, take yourself out. You don't even, I was like, I'm too fine to even be around anybody, to be honest. And I was like, yeah, let me take a rain check. Yeah, I was really feeling myself. But no, this was just spirit organizing this fucking meeting. Okay. So that was the first thing that happened. Like even me dragging all day, that wasn't normal. But it was like a timing thing, of course. So I canceled the date while I was outside of the restaurant. At the time, I didn't know where I was going. I just stayed kind of nearby my house because it was just convenient. I'm, I'm an old lady when it comes to stuff like that. I don't like going too far out, you know, especially if it's just me taking myself out. I ended up picking this sushi restaurant by my house. I walked in the door and I looked to my right at the bar and I seen this dude, I seen this dude like sitting at the bar and I was immediately like, who the fuck 
is that like my spirit could have jumped out of my damn body. And mind you, I'm not even seeing his face. I just see the back of his head. I don't even see him because he's facing away at the bar. And I asked the hostess, like, hey, are we allowed, you know, with social distancing, am I allowed to sit at the bar? She's like, yeah, just, you know, leave a chair in between. And I'm just like, who the fuck is that? Who, who the fuck is that? Who is this man? I mean, it was just, I, I have never felt anything like that in my life. It was just an immediate, like, immediately upon seeing him like almost being like a magnet like a magnet you know it was weird it was just like <gasps> who is that and mind you I didn't see his face like I knew he was fine as hell like it was weird but not like a physical fine even though he is physically fine but it was more like a <gasps> you know, I cannot describe it like it was the weirdest thing. I have never felt that way about anybody. So I already knew, like, okay, I don't know what this is. But I, I don't know. As soon as I walked in, his energy caught my attention in a very intense way. So anyways, I sat down at the bar and I looked over and I was like, oh, shit, he is fine as hell. And the way um, the server girl kept coming up to him. I thought like he was a basketball player or something. I'm like, maybe he's a celebrity, you know, because being down in Atlanta, I mean, celebrities are out and about here all the time, especially in this area, you know, so it wasn't a big deal. I was just like, maybe he's famous. Like, maybe that's why his energy is like that. Maybe, you know, maybe that's what it is. Like, who is this? And, um, I was getting my order together and um, when the server came by to take my order, um, what happened? Oh, I couldn't pick what kind of sushi. I wanted to, well, what do you recommend? And the server was like, oh, I just started working. I don't know. And he was like, oh, yeah, you should get this one. He interjected. He was like, oh, you should get this one. You should do this. And then I was trying to pick a drink to have. And I was like, oh, I just want something fruity. And he was like, I don't know what that is. Like, I guess the server, he wasn't old enough to drink or he wasn't a drinker. Like, I'm not a drinker anymore myself at this point, but neither here nor there. Um, you know, because I try to try new things when I'm out. So anyways, he couldn't give me any recommendations. And then old dude interjected again. was like, oh, man, I can pick a drink for you. And I'm like, oh, my God. And here's what my stupid ass did. I was like, um, like to my ancestors, to my spirit guides and God, I was like, look, I done chose to come out here by myself and enjoy my own company, showing my independence. This motherfucker is extremely fine. And I don't know what this energy is. I don't know why I feel so drawn to him. I've never felt so drawn to anybody. But can y'all hold a bitch down? And can I just have a good night, a good evening, some good conversation? I was just thinking good conversation. And then, you know, I dip and that's it. No, honey, that's not what happened. So he kept interjecting. You know, I said my little mental prayer, like, look, just please, like, I would love to just have a conversation with this person because I don't know what that is. And he is very fine to me. He's very gorgeous to me. <laughs> and um, yeah, anyways, and, it, and then it happened, right? 
um, he says he interject. He kept interjecting, and I was like, "Yeah, he's he's feeling me. He he keeps trying to find a way to talk to me about something." And so then we just ended up sitting next to each other, and we just started talking and talking and talking. And we were eating our food. We got done eating, went outside, and he was like, "Well, dang, what what you finna do?" And I was like, "I'm just finna go home." He was like, "Do you want to do something else?" And I'm like, "Yeah, what do you want to do?" He's like, "What do you want to do?" And I'm like, "Uh, "You want to go in the city?" Because even though we were in Atlanta, we weren't in the city, like downtown area. And I was like, okay, let's go. Now, I never do nothing like this. It's, I felt like I knew him. I just felt so comfortable with this person. This is a fucking stranger. And I felt so comfortable with him. And, you know, I left my car at the restaurant, got in the car with him. I would never, let me tell you something. I would never do that. But it was something about him. And I felt like, I felt safe. I felt like I knew him. And I just felt like it didn't matter. And got in the car with him. We went downtown. Um, and then we did the little Ferris wheel thing that's in Atlanta and we're standing in the line to do the little skyline Ferris wheel thing. And he's like, what you think my favorite color is? And I was like, either red or black. And he was like, it's black. And I was like, what's mine? And then he looked at me, he said, it's purple. Mind you, I don't know this bitch from nothing. And then I was like, huh, sums up with that. You get what I'm saying? Oh, just even recounting this is, I got to breathe through this. Even recounting that moment bothers me, especially how I've evolved on my spiritual journey at this point. Like I've always been spiritually intuitive and gifted, but I miss that. You get what I'm saying? Because in that moment, we were actually, when we said, when we were talking about favorite colors, we were actually talking about aura colors. Like my aura color is purple. His aura is black, which means you got some fucked up ass shit going on. (laughs) Do you hear me? And in that moment, I bypassed that he was spiritually gifted as well but uses his spiritual gifts for evil and manipulation, okay? But we're going to circle back to that later. Keep that in your back pocket, all right? So that really bothers me because he was letting me know then that he had spiritual sight. But that makes sense for my twin to have that because... I, I I have spiritual sight as well. Like, it, you know what I mean? It makes sense. Um, and I'm going to pop back, you know, to be back on course of the story. But what confused me about our journey is like, I'm, I'm a genuinely good person. Um, and I mean, well, like, I know I'm an earth angel, blah, 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 blah. How can my twin flame be fucking evil then if they're a mirror to me? And then it's like, that motherfucker's a fallen angel and he chooses to be. Again, we will circle back to those details later. I'm just telling you this to keep in your back pocket for later. Okay. But in retelling this story, I'm just like, I miss that. I, when people are telling you things, fucking believe them. And this is just aside from Twin Flame stuff. When people are telling you shit, believe them. 
listen with your ears, open your third eye, like fucking listen, see them, hear them, all that, right? Because he was letting me know he knew shit. Then I looked at the tattoo on his arm. You know, we all got our spirit animals and all that stuff. And I was like, oh, that, you got a wolf on your arm. He was like, oh, yeah, I just got a wolf. I'm like, that ain't, that ain't, that ain't, that, that's not just because you got a wolf. And then he just started laughing. Because I both knew that was a spiritual reason why he had a wolf on his arm, being that that's his spirit animal. Keep that shit in your back pocket for later. We're going to circle back to that, too. These are all very important things. And this was just me noticing. And the energy was so intense. And we weren't doing anything. It was just being around him. There was a, such an intensity. It wasn't fireworks. I can't even call it chemistry. It wasn't even chemistry. It was way beyond that. So when people keep saying this is a karmic, I'm like, shut the fuck up. It was way beyond. This was soul level shit. Okay. And if you have not experienced it, you will not understand what I'm saying or whatever. So don't be coming on my fucking podcast, you know, trying to invalidate what I'm saying. Like it's not a karmic. I don't, I don't care what anyone says. I know what I experienced. I'm not crazy. Like I'm highly spiritually intuitive, except I was not using my gifts or, you know, I was a little blind that night, but neither here nor there. Please miss me with the karmic bullshit. And I mean it. Okay. But, and that ain't got nothing to do with, oh, you just won't accept it. No, like, I know. I've experienced enough in life. I can differentiate between the two. Like, that ain't that. But neither here nor there. The energy was so intense while we were standing in the line waiting to get on the Ferris wheel. I'm like, who the fuck is this? Is what I kept saying to myself. Like, who is this person? Who is he? Because it was such a familiarity that it almost made me feel like I was going crazy. And then I'm like, who is he? Who is he? Where the fuck did he come from? And not like, a, oh, I've been waiting for you all my life. Things like, no, no, no. Bitch, you done came from somewhere. And I don't know where you came from. You are, you are something. You are someone. This is a little bit. This is, this is a bit much on the Richter scale of energy. <laughs> So much so that I'm like, man, when's your birthday? I said, what time were you born? And of course, he fucking knew. He was able to give me his birth time. And of course, his place of birth immediately. And I pulled up his birth chart while we were waiting in line. Yeah, that was another sign. Like, he's very much into spiritual stuff as well. You know, very much... um, in tune because most dudes mo majority of men we know this do not know if you ask them what time were you born i'm like shit my birth certificate at my mama house most most men don't even keep up with that shit like no i don't know what time i was born but a spiritual man does that was another little strike like he knew that without flinching gave me his birth time because i had a reading done um a couple of months prior to, and um, she was like, oh yeah, you're going to meet like this fire sign or whatever. And I kind of heard that echoing. She was like, oh yeah, it's going to be intense. And I didn't think anything of it. Um, 
until that moment. And I was like, who is he? Is this, you know, the person? And sure enough, he had a fire, two fire signs in his big three, but just like me. He's earth, fire, fire. I am air, fire, fire. But anyways, and he's the sign I hate more than anything, which is a Virgo, which is another flag. But neither here nor there. So we're waiting in line. We finally got on the Ferris wheel. And this Ferris wheel, I mean, it ended up turning to like a little romantic evening because it went around. It was only supposed to go around twice, but it ended up going around like several times. To the point where we were like, wait a minute, now it should not be going around again. Like, this should not keep happening. Like, we were both kind of like, what the fuck is going on? But it was just framing this uber romantic, magical night. And so, of course, like, while we're overlooking the city, the little Ferris was going super slow. And it's like, this is our 10th round up in the air at this point. And we're like, well, shit, we up here, we're chatting, we're, you know, talking. He looks at me, he's like, um, can I kiss you? And I'm like, of course you can with your fine ass. And, you know, we just cuddle up, me and this stranger, but not a stranger. I, who, this person I know, but I don't know. You know, we just kicking it. We get done with the Ferris wheel. So what else you want to do? And I've always wanted to do the horse and carriage in Atlanta, even though I'm born and raised here. Um, my ex-husband would never want to do it with me. Like, you know, because I was married before or whatever. And I've been divorced uh, about four years, going on four years now. And... I'm sorry, excuse me. And I was like, it was right across the street. I was like, let's do the horse and carriage. He's like, all right, bet, let's do it. Went and did the horse and carriage. And, you know, <laughs> it was an old black man, which uh, he was so cool. He had a speaker in his horse and carriage, honey. Okay. <laughs> and uh, he was like, y'all want to, you know, make your own playlist. So, of course, I was uh, heavy in the snow Allegra that artist at the time and I put uh, her playlist on and we're listening to Snow Allegra just going through gallivanting through the city and this horse and carriage and it was just super romantic it, it was like it was a meet cute as my sister calls it it was a magical moment from the movie like where you meet somebody at the bar and then y'all just hit it off and then you just you, you swept away and it's crazy and I was just like, I don't know who this person is, but I am in love with him. Baby, listen, go look at my website, go look at all my content, my YouTube channel. Y'all can look me up. I'm a sound mind. Okay? I ain't never did that shit before. I've never felt ever... Listen, I listen. I only I only date fine people. And I'm not saying that to be cocky. I'm just I'm telling the truth. Um everybody I date is fine. You know, people that I actually date date, you know. They're attractive. Um so it's not that I'm not used to people that are attractive. Like I'm attractive. So like you get what I'm saying? I just I'm trying to Make it known that I'm not crazy and this wasn't a, oh, like somebody's taking me out. I'm in love with him. No, I already, it was, it was, it was so, he was so familiar to me. I was like, oh, I'm in love with him. 
it was just like I had it's almost like I remembered I was in love with him for those who've experienced this know what I'm talking about it is legit I like I remembered I was in love with this man and it wasn't like the regular romantic being in love because I've been in love three times in my life we can say two and a half well, I'm going to say to when I have my um, ex-husband, my college boyfriend, and, you know, my first love. My first love will give him a half, okay? Because I was young. And, you know, when you're young, you're young and you're stupid, right? And this in love that I felt on the first night, it wasn't, it wasn't either, it wasn't none of those. Again, this is on a deep soul level. And it was like, oh, I remember what this particular kind of love felt like. It was very different. Does that it sounds crazy as hell, but the thing about these twin flame um situations, they don't follow the rules of man-made or the sorry, not man-made relationships. That's not what I'm trying I'm not trying to say man-made, but it don't follow the rules of earthly standards with relationships, basically. Because this is a spiritual thing. It, it just completely makes no fucking sense at all. If somebody would have told me about this before I had the experience, I would have been like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> what you talking about? Because <laughs> this don't make no sense, right? So anyways, yeah, I just was like, I'm in love with him. This is within hours of being in the outside. I'm in love with him. And I, I I don't know why I know that I'm in love. I know I'm in love with him. And it was just not a regular in love. It was like, no, like, I love you from the depths of my soul. And I can't tell you why, but it's like a returned feel. Like, this feeling has returned where I am just in love with you. And I just remembered that I was in love with you. And... Yeah. So anyways, we were still hanging out for the rest of the night. And finally at five, five o'clock in the morning, I brought my ass home. Right. He texts me at seven o'clock in the morning. He was like, look, uh, even though we got in at five, he was like, look, man, I'm about to go back to sleep. But uh, I'm, I'm trying to see you again today. This is the next day, but a couple hours later, he was like, yo, like, I'm trying to see you again. Like, let's go grab lunch. But I'm about to go back to sleep. So let's uh, reconvene. And I was just like, man, I don't know who he is, but I love him. I'm so in love with him. And I know him. I know him. It was just like, that's all I kept feeling in my mind. Like, I know him. I know him. I don't know why I know him, but I know this man. I ain't seen him a day in my life, but I know him. Anyway, so uh, we got back up the next day, went to lunch, um, went back to his place, and we smoked. Now, let me tell I didn't share this in the podcast episode that I deleted for his birthday. Y'all, like, I don't smoke all the time. I mean, my podcast is called God and a Gram, but I do not smoke all the time. Uh, I literally only smoke for spiritual resets. But when I prayed and asked God, I was like, um, I would like to feel high like this naturally. Because when I'm high, I'm extremely spiritually clear. Now I'm like that naturally. And what I mean by spiritually clear is like without interference, like no doubts, no worries. Like I'm not questioning what I'm hearing. I'm not questioning myself sort of thing. But anyways, I smoke with this dude. And you know, when you start coughing, you really going to get high. 
child, it was so embarrassing how high I got. And I was like, why am I so hot? Like, this makes no sense. But anyways, it's like my spiritual antenna be real up when I'm high. Like, I get my messages and downloads extremely clear. But now I don't do that anymore. Um, It may be every few months that I'll smoke now because I just don't need it. Like, it's not necessary, you know? Um, I got to be real stressed at this point in smoke. I just need to be able to sit back or unwind or something. But, you know, everything is relaxed as is on its own. So no need to do that. So anyways, I got too high. And finally, when I came down to the level of high that I am used to, I'm looking at him with my spiritual eyes. And going back to the fact that I said I didn't know what a twin flame was. Remember this, guys. I, 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 I did not know what a twin flame was, nor do I remember writing that in that letter. I did not come back to the letter until a few months later. Okay. All right. Let's have all those pieces together. I look at this man and God says, this is your twin flame. And in that moment, it was like I was zapped into like, okay. It was like a that's so Raven moment. You know how like she look and then she kind of see into the future kind of thing. It was like, no, I was seeing backwards. <laughs> like, I knew I knew him sort of thing. And God was like, this is your twin flame. But when I saw him, I saw myself. I saw myself. And it almost brought me to tears because it was king energy. It was king energy, like, look, and I can't say that about anybody, um, even though he's an evil fuck, but I can't say that about anybody. It was king energy, but I saw myself in him and that I'm like, this is what people see when they see me. Because people are like, man, you're such a queen or whatever. But at that point in my life, I was getting rid of those remnants of like, things that I had struggled with in my life, you know, cause I did the bulk of the work now, just the remnant work. And I was like, Oh, that's how people see me. And all this is happening in that moment. Like looking at him and seeing myself truly a mirror experience. Okay. And then I was like, you're here to help him. You're here to help him. And I stopped and I said, Hey, I know why we met. And I know what all this is about. And he's like, what? And I'm like, I'm here to help you. I am here to help you. And he was like, help me what? Now, see, he wasn't, the fact that he wasn't bothered by any of that was also another flag. Like he knew, look, I don't give a fuck. And if he hear this now, because he knows about this podcast, bitch, you knew. You knew, but whatever, man. Because most people, if you start talking about God and spirituality while high or, you know, sharing your downloads that you're receiving, they'll get freaked out. He was not in any way freaked out. He was like, tell me more. <laughs> and what else? Okay, so what do you think about this? <laughs> but um, then God, another thing that happens is what happens like when I do my tarot readings or what happens when I, um, you know... I'm in sessions with my clients. 
I'm just able to see everything that's going on and and call it out. And I'm really able to do that when I'm high because I don't give a fuck what your response is going to be. I'm going to give it to you straight. But yeah, God was showing me all of the things he was carrying in his life, all the baggage, all the hurt, all the pain. I'm like, you got to let all that shit go. And this is like hours of knowing this man. I mean, a full 24 hours of knowing this man and uh, giving him a seshy sesh. Like, hey, like you have been holding on to this stuff for so long. He was like, I know, man, I'm just not ready to let it go. And we're just going deep diving in at this point. And, you know, I was like, yeah, my guides are showing me this and they're showing me that. And you just gotta, you gotta let go to heal because you're not in, they were, and even recounting this now, I'm seeing it with a fresh set of eyes. They were letting me know he was not doing the work that he needed to do. This is what I mean by the work, because as it was being revealed to me, and as I was sharing with him in that moment, like, Hey, like you are holding on to way too much pain way too much hurt and it's getting in the way of you being your best self it's getting in the way of you fulfilling the call on your life and he was like I know I just man I just can't I just and he was just like, I just can't I can't work through that he said okay but if I let go will I be alone and I remember him saying that very clearly he said if I let go will I be alone and I was like no that's why I've been sent here to help you like a real like I mean, to me, that is a very wild moment, right? Somebody is literally saying like, no, but if I let go of everything, I'm going to be alone. I'm like, no, that's why I'm here to help you. Somebody you just met, baby, that was, it's all spiritual. Again, this ain't no karmic because that was, it's just too deeply spiritual, too deeply faded, you know, Mm -mm. nah, baby, it was just too much of a too much. Okay. And I was like, I'm here to help you. And he was like, mm, I don't know, right? He was like, I don't know. it was just hard for him. Because when you've been through too many traumas, especially when you haven't addressed them, you're not going to be able to let anybody in. You're not going to be able to give or receive what's good for you. Because you're hardened, right? So anyways, you know, what happened? Yeah, so we were parting ways after kicking it, after talking and everything else. And um, yeah, all was well. But I noticed like he was cold, like becoming like his his energy changed. Like, I don't know. I can't describe it with him. Like, he's almost like bipolar. It feels like, like one minute he'll be cool the next minute, like. He'll be very like stone cold, but like a preservation in a preservation kind of way. Like, oh, I feel myself getting soft, you know, let me lock up that part of my emotions sort of thing. But that's a part of that trauma stuff, you know, and I know people like, oh, well, he's a toxic person. He is absolutely an asshole. But this situation requires looking a little bit deeper on the spiritual side, because he's absolutely an asshole, hands down. But looking through the lens of, I can see what's wrong with him, you know, like what the problem is um, with him. So anyways, when we, now this is when I got triggered. 
when I was leaving his place, he was like, hey, my dad's in town, so I'm about to uh, connect with my dad. But I do want to go to this drive-in theater with you later um, tonight. And I was like, well, why don't I just stay here? Because I was still a little bit high. And he was like, no, like, I just met you. Like, no. And I'm like, but my heart sank. And I felt very much rejected. And he was like, he saw that. And he was like, I want to hang out with you. I've enjoyed my time with you. I'm just going to be with my dad, whatever. And that is when everything fell apart for me. That's when it all fucking fell apart. And here's why. That moment, even though it sounds really fucking stupid, like what? He was putting up boundaries because he don't know you, bitch. And he wants you at his place, you know, where his uh, belongings are because he just met you, stupid. You know, that sort of thing. But it was like then my codependency was showing and that clinginess was showing. But baby, the way that shit uh, got pulled up was crazy. Just from that little interaction, because I was still high guy, you know, I was hearing very clearly from God, you know, and I called my sister when I was on the way home. And I was talking through some things with her. And I was like, I realized I have anxious attachment. Like it was like a bomb dropped on me. Like out of nowhere, like a moment of self-realization. I was like, oh my God, I realized I have anxious attachment. And I was talking through it with my sister. And then all these other revelations about myself were bombarding me. Again, this is why this is a twin flame situation because they are mirrors to you. They hold up the mirror so that you can see yourself properly so that you can heal and ascend. Okay, this is why this is not a karmic. A karmic ain't gonna do all this. It was immediate introspection for me. But that's probably because I was already awakened. Okay, so I was, uh, per- well, I ain't gonna say I was prepared. I was not prepared for this. But I was more so open to being propelled in this way, in this journey, right? So anyways, immediate introspection, I sent him a long text the next day saying, hey, like, this was life changing for me meeting you. I feel like I've known you forever. Like, I know I've known you forever. And whatever happens, I'm just glad that we crossed paths. And I sent him a message, but I didn't realize the message came off like a goodbye text. So then a couple of days later, you know, I sent him like a little gift, like I'm waiting, bitch, on a response. And he was like, your text came off like a goodbye. Like you were cutting me off. Like you were done with me. And I'm like, and I read it to myself. She's like, it does come off like that. And I'm like, oh, which is another thing for me of, you know, I've had problems ghosting people in the past, you know, or just cutting things off. Like I'm going to exit before you can exit on me sort of thing. But anyways, we were messaging and... My codependency was showing really hard. And when I tell you, it was things that were happening that just didn't make sense, you know? And what what I mean by didn't make sense, like, look, I've dealt with people before, but my God, it, it's just never been that serious, you know? Like, it's it is truly, honestly... And completely just never been 
a situation where um, I don't to be pressed. It wasn't even a, I don't, I can't even, I wish I could describe. Look, for those who understand what I'm talking about, please DM me. Please, please, please DM me because it is very hard to explain that when you meet these people, they trigger you to face yourself. So it's like my codependency was like on a, uh, was on a hundred on purpose to get me to address it. Am I making sense when I say that? Cause I don't normally be like that with people, but it was like, uh, I gotta have them. I gotta be around them. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta like, you know, not in an obsessed way, but it was like, I cannot describe it, but it was bringing out those parts of me that stay kind of hidden, which is why they call it shadow work, but neither here nor there. You know, like I'm aware of this part of myself, but you know, we keep her tucked away sort of thing, but around this person, it was like, it couldn't, it could not be hidden. So anyways, um... We uh, met up again and, you know, we went out. Then he came to my house that weekend and he started like pulling away. And I knew he was sabotaging things on purpose because he was scared. And it's very weird to even talk about it in this way because on the earthly you know, scale. It's like, oh, he ain't shit. He toxic. Yes, absolutely. But on the spiritual scale, it's like, you can see this person's hurt and they don't like the fact that their feelings are, you know, getting brought out of them because they're usually closed off or, you know, whatever. And they can't, they're, they're losing control of that part of themselves. So what do people do? I'm going to sabotage this. I got to do what I'm used to doing and I'm going to fight against what I'm feeling because, you know, I'm just not used to this, right? This is not making excuses for him. He is absolutely an asshole. These are not excuses, okay? I need to make that clear. I'm not justifying anything that he's doing. I'm just stating the difference here, you know? Because look, I've been with enough toxic people, but this was not that. This is, this is a very different type of situation so neither here nor there that we ended up falling out that weekend it wasn't even a huge fallout it was more of a hmm get the fuck out of my house kind of fallout because first he came to my house late and when he came to my house he was on the phone which I thought was rude and then um I don't know, he was just being short or whatever. And I was like, look, I'm tired. Like, we were, we just started talking about, like, what is this? What is the purpose of this? Where are we going? He's like, well, I don't want a relationship, blah, blah. And I'm like, that's fine, but that doesn't mean you have to be cold or whatever. Like, you know, we just started talking about, like, the expectations of what was taking place. 
um because the energy was very it was just it was way too intense it was too much and so um I'm like look we can just go to bed and we went to bed and like I woke up a couple hours later now mind you he's already being rude and everything else and you know uh he's like you know we can cuddle or whatever so we cuddle that's fine but then like, I'm like, well, um, if I'm going to be done with him, at least I want some dick at least, you know, <laughs> since you're here. And I, it was just, the, these triggers are hilarious looking back on it, right? And I really hope I am making sense in the breakdown of all of this shit. But anyway, so I'm, you know, trying him, of course. And then he says, no dick for you. But it was, and he said it smirking, but he wasn't joking. And I just remember getting up and I smiled at him and I laughed. No, I rubbed his cheeks on his face. I smiled at him. I booped his nose with my finger. And I said, get out of my house. And he's like, for real? I'm like, I'm dead ass. Like, get out of my house. Because... It wasn't that he didn't want to sleep with me. It was that, like, you're trying. Because, look, male or female, if somebody says no, the answer is no. There's nothing wrong with that. So don't don't start that shit with me. There's nothing wrong with that. It was him intentionally from being coming over late, being on the phone, you know, being rude when he got there. And then, you know, his whole tune changing for me seeing him... Um, a couple days prior, all of that. It was almost like he was trying to put me in my place. You get what I'm saying? Because he was afraid of catching feelings. And I'm just like, just, just, just get out. <laughs> like you can, you can leave. And this sent me into a spiral and here comes the dark. Now, first of all, I was proud of myself for kicking him out despite the intense energy, despite the knowing I know this man, from somewhere I don't know where, blah, 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 blah. It was like, bro, like, you're not going to keep pushing me away on purpose. You're not going to keep disrespecting me. Like, you know how people will be mean to you or something because they want you to break up with them first or, you know, like, oh, I'm going to hurt you before you hurt me kind of thing. Like, that's what it was. And it was very stupid. So after I put him out, I didn't hear from him from a, for a few days. And then... In comes my ego death slash dark night of the soul slash uh, what you call it? Uh, oh, yeah. My two months of shadow work. I'm sorry for yawning. It's, it's past my bedtime, but, you know, here we are. God pulled all of my shit, all like all my cards got pulled, honey, around why I am the way I am in romantic relationships, repressed memories from my grandfather raping me as a child came up. When I tell you a whole like, look, I had already had a hell of a year, you know, I had to cut my whole family off at the top of the year, you know. Man, the shit was crazy. You know, me, my higher self, 
you know, coming into myself spiritually on a in a heavier and deeper way. All that shit was already happening. This shit was just the cherry, honey. This was the like, this was like the grand finale of getting rid of the old me, basically. <laughs> yeah, so um, I spiraled for two months, but not in a negative way. It was in a, we got work to do way, right? And every day was shadow work. Every day I was journaling. Every day I was purging parts of myself. Every single day I was getting extreme downloads. Well, why are you like this? Well, what's going on with this? You know, like from my spirit guys. Well, oh, you may want to look into this. Oh, look into that. Oh, well, well, you should talk about this. Well, mm, this is something you should think about. It was every fucking day. Like. One day I will look back at my uh, old journal from that period and reread everything that I had to dump if I fucking have the energy to do so, right? But every day. But this is how I came up with my generational healing prompt cards, which you can get via the link in the description, by the way. But that is how I came up with those cards or whatever. Um, So much good was born from this. But shadow work every fucking day. I was like, damn, like I try to be a good person. Like I was questioning if I was a good person or not. Like, why do I have to go through so much? This is so not fair. And then, of course, I'm seeing him everywhere. And what I mean by him, like one thing I would see, I would see his car every fucking where. From that, like, from the time I was done with him that weekend, the synchronicities intensified. The songs that were playing when we were together on the first night we met. They were playing all the time. And then I noticed in my tarot readings, he could infiltrate my tarot readings. And this is when I knew that something wasn't right. Because you can tell when energy is yours and not yours um, in your readings. And it would constantly be messages of him coming back or him thinking about me or whatever. And I'm like, this isn't me. This is him doing this. See that telepathy and that energy and being able to connect in that way um, spiritually with your twin flame. That shit is very real. When they say, oh, yeah, y'all are communicating in the 5D. Baby, that's real. Okay. That is very, 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 very real. All right. Whoa, this is this thing going on. It's going on like an hour now. It is what it is. What it is. I'm gonna take y'all through this whole thing. So bear with me now. Y'all wanted to know. Well, here you go. So um, as I'm going through this journey, I start to get bothered because he will be showing up in my readings, and I'm like, all right, that's that's intrusive as fuck, and I don't like that. Like. Now, now we're talking about being spiritually intrusive, but that's what comes with that connection, like in general, because they're you, they're the other, you know, part of you. So they're able to do that in a way that's not normal, right? Um, But this is also somebody who is spiritually gifted, like I'm spiritually gifted, but he's evil. All right. By choice, because he's not really evil, but you can choose to go against what you really are. So he's evil, right? So anyways, 
I'm bothered about him being able to infiltrate my readings. And I'm like, God, this is not fair. And then the whole lesson of, well, you got to learn, you know, send him the energy he needs. And y'all know I do soul cleansings in the spirit realm. Like I'm, I'm able to go in the spirit realm and call you forth and clear out blockages on your behalf. And what I learned and discovered was that his higher self was one of my spirit guides. Um, at one point, this shit is real wild and crazy, y'all. It gets so stupidly and utterly complex. But anyways, I'm gonna try my best to explain it the best I can. But one of his spirit guides, one of his his higher self was one of my spirit guides. And when I was in meditation, they were like, look, we're doing all we can to direct him. But he is hard headed as fuck. He is fighting what we're trying to do in him. And we need your help. Child, I end up calling this man's grandfather forward. I end up calling his sister forward and calling, you know, him forward in the spirit realm to try to clear the stuff off of him and help him. And his grandfather even came to him in the 5D. His grandfather's passed. And that's the primary, one of the extreme, like like the nail in the coffin things for his trauma is his grandfather passing. And bro, he was fighting me in the spirit room. Like, uh-uh. Nope. Like, no, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not doing this. You know, like I'm not about to do anything that I need to. And, you know, not listen to his grandfather. It is crazy. You know, it, this gets really wild. And this is another reason why I didn't want to share it because it just gets so unreal. Like, I don't want people like this bitch is psycho. Cause I'm not, I'm just not guys, but I'm, I'm just sharing because perhaps one of you listening will be like, bitch, I went through the same thing. So anyways, you know, he was fighting in the spirit realm and God was like, you still need to send him love. You still need to send him healing. I'm like, man, fuck him. You know, and God was like, this is about unconditional love, like giving him what he needs, even if he can't give it to you. And I was like, are you serious? This is fucked up. Again, this is why this ain't no comic. Okay. And nobody about to do all this for no fucking karmic. <laughs> Number one. So I'm doing all this stuff, child. Constantly sending him healing. I'm feeling slighted because I'm like, this is not fair. You know, but God was like, he's not awakened in the way that you are. And he needs help. Like, he needs you to, you know, whatever. This goes on for those two months. In addition to me doing some heavy, deep introspection and shadow work on myself, I'm just feeling like nothing is nothing and everything is everything. You know, this one, I'm really kind of that dark night of the soul damn near sent me over the edge. But now looking back on it, I'm glad all that shit happened because I feel amazing and I love myself in a way I've never loved myself before. Like I'm confident, like in my abilities and in my gifts. Life is good. That shit was necessary. Yeah. Would I do that shit again? Fuck no. But it was, it was absolutely necessary. I'm very grateful. For the experience, man, for real. But zero out of ten would not recommend. Um, I'm getting a little sleepy, so I may have to pause this and then pick it back up.
So yeah, I'm having to learn this lesson of unconditional love, which was excruciating because we're talking about having unconditional love for somebody in the 5D. Like I'm not even talking to him. We are in separation. Can we even call it separation? We're just in, we're not in contact at this time. And I had a reading done. Somebody he would come back, you know, in the fall. Now I was finally done with him. Finally at peace. Like, cool. I wish him well. I wish him the best in life. I'm done. And when I was finally done, finally, finally, finally done, the day I was extra done, I did like a little, uh, like little intention ceremony for for myself where I was burning away all the traumas of my past, you know, everything from my past and just coming out and new me, just completely new, you know, whatever. Do you know after I did that for myself, that motherfucker texted me that night. So there is truth to when you're doing for you, that's when they come back, right? But I don't give a fuck about that. But he did come back. It was that night that I did that for myself. Like, yo, it's time for me to do what's best for me. It's time for me to, you know, just focus on myself and love myself completely. I've done all I can do, you know. And I was telling God, like, I'm exhausted at this point because I've literally done everything that I could possibly do for him. Like, I have stripped myself down to a level of vulnerability I can't imagine for somebody, I've only been around a handful of days, you know, like we weren't even in a relationship. It was just like an immediate, like, I know him, I love him, and I'll do anything for him. Does it sound absolutely psycho? Hell yes, it does. But in the spiritual sense, no, it doesn't. But whatever, take that, take that however you will. Um, yeah, so that night, I got a message from him. Now, his number wasn't in my phone because I deleted it. But I knew what I knew the area code his number would start with, and I had an idea, but I just knew it was him. He basically sent me a message like, "Look, I'm gonna be going out of the country soon for several months, and I just wanted to, you know, take you out or something if you're okay with that because you've had an impact on my life and blah blah blah." blah. My dumbass. Took the bait. And so we linked up. We were catching up. We were talking. I told him I was in love with him at that point. And he was like, really? Are you said, why didn't you say anything? And I was like, because I also hate you. That's why I didn't say anything. <laughs> and then um, I was like, yeah, like I made a podcast episode about you and everything on your birthday. And I said, it just happened to be your birthday when I decided to make that podcast episode. And then he said, let's listen to it right now. And, you know, he was really sweet and everything was fine. And we spent like a couple days together. And, um, he was someone, he had to go on some private military contract or whatever 
and everything was fine. And he was like, uh, before he left, he was like, yo, like, you know, just text me or whatever. And I'll do my best to keep my communication going well or whatever. So funny. It's been an hour and 11 minutes, whatever. <laughs> In this recording so far, it's been one eleven, but, uh, He, um, what happened? Oh, yeah, he was like, you know, I'll try my best with the communication thing or whatever. Like, I really, he was, I really want to, um, give this a shot. Like, as far as nurturing this connection. And I'm like, cool, you know, but I was still at a point of peace. Like, hey, you know, if this is nothing more than closure, I'm good with that. Like, I was still in a very good space. But no, 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 no. Old evil ass. And I'm like, how I end up with the evil twin? Whatever. But old evil ass just had to fuck it up. So I sent him... First of all, I wasn't expecting a response because I didn't know when he was leaving for this private military thing. So he says, and I um, sent him a long text message, just encouraging, you know, just a message of encouragement. It really wasn't even that serious, to be honest. It didn't warrant, you know, what happens next. So I texted him like two days later in the morning and sent him this sweet message. And I was like, cool. I, I don't expect him to return. He could already be gone. It is what it is. That night around like 1.30 in the morning, I get a call from him. And his tone is different. He sounds completely like, I don't know. He just sounds evil. <laughs> and he calls me and says, what is that long ass message you sent me? And I'm like, what? What are you talking about? And he's like, what is that long ass message you sent me? I didn't read it. And I was like, bitch, what? I said, it was not even anything negative. I said, why are you coming at me like this? He was like, um, you know, I'm not in a relationship with you, right? And I was like, yeah. He said, you know, I'm not in love with you, right? And I was like, yeah. He was like, so stop this. Stop all of this. And I'm like, bitch, I didn't reach out to you. Like, you hit me up a few days ago. Like, what is your problem? And then I just hung up the phone on him. And when I tell you, I was sobbing because my feelings were crushed, you know, and it it upset me because I was in an excellent place as it was. Like if he would have never, ever hit me up, if he would have never responded to the message, it would have been fine for me. I was like, okay, well, this is just closure. No big deal. It is what it is. But the fact that he could not do that could not just leave well enough alone like I just have to fuck this up in some way like he did before like I have I have got like he can't not be an asshole like I gotta I gotta fuck this up like even though this ended on a perfect note you know everybody is chilling you know if I it was like if I never saw him again it would have been okay but no you gotta put a dagger in my heart for what for what like for what so I'm sobbing that night I called my sister and I'm like let me tell you he just called me and did this it's like what why would he why would you respond to some hours later like why are you triggered by love but that's a part of his issues you get what I'm saying 
How is somebody being kind to you triggering for you? You know, just like him putting up boundaries with me was triggering for me, right? But somebody being caring or whatever, which in turn caused him to be vulnerable, that's a trigger for him. But that's also what a part of the work that he won't do on himself. So in turn, he's evil as fuck, right? Um, so that night I am sobbing, I am crying, I am like just shattered because I'm like, who is this Jekyll Hyde ass motherfucker? I'm like, he has to be like bipolar or something. Like something is off. Like it doesn't, nobody's hot and cold like that. It's so weird. You know what I mean? It's not even narcissistic. Like, I don't know what that is. Like it's to me, it just, it's like, you gotta be bipolar or something. Um, to go from being cool to evil. Like, it doesn't make sense. And I was even like, God, like, are you sure this is my twin flame? But I've gotten, like, too many confirmations. Like, he is. And, um, you know, and that upset me because I'm like, how is, if they're a mirror of me, how is, I'm not evil. How is he? You know, but it's like when you're looking at the mirror and it's like the inverted version of yourself. That's how I look at it. Like, he is the inverted version of me as well. Okay, because that's how we're opposite. I'm good. He is absolutely fucking evil or whatever. And by choice at that, but neither here nor there. Um, Never mind. I was about to talk about other details of this, but I feel like what we're already at over an hour. I feel like I'm going to be talking all fucking day. I may have to do a part two. But anyways, so. Oh, that night I was crying. This is significant for me. And Oshun, the African deity, had come to me times before, like come on my spiritual radar times before. But to be honest, I was afraid of working with her because like, you know, I got God, I got my spirit guys, I got my angels, I got Jesus. Like, I don't know. Like, when it comes to spirituality, I'm very careful with it because I know it's nothing to play with or whatever. But that night she came to me um, because I was scrolling and I saw her again. But like, it, she really spoke to me very clearly this time as I was sobbing and crying. And I looked up an article about her and this particular article was talking about her purpose and what she's all about and how like she freely gives love to people and people who can't receive her love. Like she doesn't take it as a slight because that's more of a reflection of them than it is on her. And like everything that this article was saying about her and what she stood for, I just resonated with so deeply. And I was like, help me, please help me to get to this point of self love to where I can love others you know, without it affecting me. And that continued on that um, unconditional love thing, right? But this time it was loving myself unconditionally. And so me and Oshun worked together for a few months and it was so beautiful, like super dope, super amazing, amazing, super amazing, you know, spirit that helped me get through this twin flame stuff. Oshun helped me get through this twin flame stuff, like hands down. And as soon as I was recovered and in the place that I need to need it to be, um, regarding my ascension, she was like, "We good, baby." You know, 
I did my job. You are well, you are where you need to be. And, you know, because she is about self-love and prosperity and everything else. And it was amazing. Now, let me back it up. This is what I was hesitating to say, but it connects now. When we were together that last time, again, when people saying shit to you, fucking believe them. He was letting me know he was spiritually inclined, but in the dark way. Okay? Because he's gifted, but uses his shit for evil. All right? This is why you got to be very careful, motherfuckers. Like, and I, and I feel like my twin flame experience is extreme because everything in my life has been extreme to help others so that I can be relatable in such a way that it helps others. So my shit has been extreme to where there is nothing that a client or anybody can come to me about, you know, and I'll be shocked. Nothing will shock me. You get what I'm saying? Because of my own life experiences and like my twin flame experience is a bit extreme, you know, to be able to connect with others on this as well, like I'm doing right now. But anyways, when we were together, um, he was half, we were talking and he was like, yeah, you don't have any deities with you at this time. And I was like, what? Huh? And I was like, why would you say that? He was like, no, you don't. You don't have a deity with you. And again, it's me bypassing that. Because I'm like, why the fuck? I was like, how would he know that? How would you know? How how would they know? <laughs> and then he said something else. Like later on, like, yeah, I sent my wolf to protect you. Now, remember, he had that wolf tattoo on his uh, whatever. And I knew that was his spirit. And he was like, yeah, I sent my wolf to protect you. Chap. Listen, only for a couple of days later for me to connect with the deity. You know what I mean? To defeat his ass and get over him, basically, right? There was so much shit I had to do to get over him. But twin flames are very different. They not they're not even a soul tie since they're a part of you. That cord cutting shit, none of that shit fucking worked. It was just loving myself fully and completely, okay? I even envision myself in the spirit realm taking my name off of whatever fucking soul contract we had together. God was like, that shit ain't binding. Whatever you're whatever you're trying to do, like that ain't that ain't gonna work. I'm gonna let you do it for decoration, but that look, honey, I did everything I could. I know a lot of y'all said, Well, how did you get over it? I just had to go and love myself fully and completely. Oshun helped me do that. I'm not telling y'all to connect with Oshun. I was just led to. I don't know, like, whatever. I don't know what will work for you. I'm not claiming to be this twin flame guru. I'm just sharing my experiences. But Oshun was a major part of helping me um, to love myself fully and completely, to have that unconditional, solid love for myself. Oshun helped me with that. And um, that is how I broke free. But my homegirl... I was feeling exhausted at one point. This is like maybe a month or a, a couple months ago. I was feeling very exhausted because I'm like, y'all, I'm fucking sick of this person bombarding me, you know, like spiritually. Like I mentioned at the end of that TikTok video, like, you know, he was lingering spiritually, you know, like these signs and synchronicities, every like certain things about him would be coming up. I'm like, bitch, leave me alone. And it it will make you feel like you're crazy. 
Cause you're like, oh my god! Like I kept seeing his name everywhere, you know. I I would see his initials, and you know, it was just insane. I see his car, I hear songs, uh, I see readings. I'm like, bro, I can't deal with this. This is too fucking much. In my own readings, like he would be trying to make appearances. So I got a friend, uh, uh, my homegirl who does my readings, got her to do one, and we were unpacking, unpacking, unpacking. She was like, what? What did he give you? what is this? Because he started infiltrating her reading. She's like, Debbie, I think you underestimated um, his spiritual experience or um, what he's able to do spiritually. Because he then started infiltrating her reading. Okay. He's evil. All right. And she's like, what did he give you? What did he give you? And this little card of like this dog looking thing came up and I was like, oh my God, he said that he sent his wolf to protect me. And I had to like pray and meditate and basically do a cleansing, a soul cleansing on myself to get rid of that shit. So, and I say that, said so this is not to advertise my services. This is not why I'm doing this. I'm dead ass. If you are having a major block with your twin flame stuff and you are struggling like let me do a soul cleansing for you because I had to do one on myself to get rid of any attachments that he sent for me you know what I mean it was a lot guys it was a lot like honestly it was a lot of unpacking because that energetic you know intertwinedness was crazy to me it was beyond a soul tie and it, like, cause the soul tie, you can get rid of that way easier than you can, you know, twin flame stuff, but it's just a requiring, it just requires you to love yourself so fully that you just don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? About what they have going on. Um, which is the purpose is to put you in. And that's what I mean by putting you in union with yourself, Healing your divine masculine or feminine, feminine, whichever one within needs that healing, whichever one needs that attention. Okay. So, anyways, the story, I'm trying to see. I think that's it. So, in conclusion, I love myself more than ever. Um, I am more, my, my spiritual journey has heightened in an amazing way. I've always been a spiritual person. I've always been able to hear from God since I was a little girl, you know, but where I am now, because I went through my ascension on December 21st, but I know that twin flame stuff pushed it even more, even though I was already on that track, me meeting my twin flame really sent it over the edge. Now, is he a total evil asshole? Yep. But is he still my twin flame? Yep. Why? Because God confirmed it way too many times. And I know people are like, maybe that was a false twin. Baby, I don't give a fuck. I wish he would be my false twin, to be honest. Hell, he could be a current, but I, he's just not. He is my twin flame. Like, trust me, I've questioned this myself. I'm like, well, maybe he's not. I was like, nah, he is. He's just unawakened and completely unevolved, but by choice. People can fight against it. They're like, no, but your twin is supposed to grow as you grow. Blah, 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 blah. Not if they don't want to. Not if they don't want to. And my twin specifically 
goes out of his way to not do what he's supposed to do. Like goes out of his way. When he gets close, he will find a way to sabotage it so he doesn't have to do the work on himself, okay? So those who have had this experience... Bless you. But I know you've come out stronger being such a bad bitch. I know that you are just glowing. I know that you are just doing so well and so amazing at this point. You made it, baby. And if you haven't made it out yet, I am proof that you will make it out, okay? I promise you. This is a hell of a fucking ride. I hope I didn't leave anything out. It's legit about to be an hour and a half. Okay. An hour and a half in this bitch. Like, this is a lot. Okay. Um, yeah. I hope this helps somebody. Um, this Twin Flame stuff is so heavily romanticized that it makes you feel like, oh, if it's not Skittles and Rainbows experience, then it's not the Twin Flame. Or, you know, some people are calling like regular ass toxic relationships a Twin Flame relationship. No, this is a deep soul level recognition. My twin is unawakened, which is why he is evil, um, even though that is not his true essence. Like he's fighting against who he truly is, but that ain't my motherfucking problem. Okay, I can only worry about myself, but I did have to learn about unconditional love. I had to learn about loving myself and uprooting all the remnants of myself that were in the way and holding me back. And now I'm just in a place of peace and I'm chilling. Did I want to talk about this? Hell nah, because it makes you sound crazy to talk about it, honestly and truly. But, you know, yeah, like I'm just in a space where um, I don't know. I'm ready to talk about it, and I hope that this helped you. It's been a very long story. This is my longest podcast ever, and I just hope it answered your questions by me sharing my journey and my story. I'm out of it now. I'm grateful. Um, I do think he's going to return eventually, and I plan to block his ass if he reaches out. (laughs) Because that's how much I don't want to fuck with, okay? Because it's just not worth it. Like, I I learned what I needed to learn. I got everything that I needed. I am the best version of myself. I am happy. I am at peace. It's like, thank you, but you can stay the fuck away from me, like, all day. And now I am careful. You know how, like I said, I unintentionally put, or my spirit wrote twin flame and soulmate on that letter where I was trying to bring forth, you know, my person, baby, just bring me my soulmate, bring me my divine counter, you know, who's for my best and highest good. I will never, ever ask for a twin flame ever again. I don't, I know who he is and I don't want shit to do with him. And that's on period. Okay. I don't know why the twin flame stuff has been heavily romanticized. I don't know why the runner chaser and all this other fuck shit has been heavily, you know, done. I don't know where the bubble gum and glitter has come from with this. That is not this journey. It is literally about you being triggered in such a way to come into union with yourself. Now, if both twins are able to mirror each other and both of y'all do the work that's beautiful that's amazing but that is the exception and not the rule okay and I know everybody shit ain't gonna be as crazy as mine you know
And I hope not. This was this was tragic. But I came out amazing, you know, at the end of it. So I am grateful for the experience, honestly and truly. Grateful for it because I'm just I'm finally happy. And I and I love how I love me and I and I just thank Oshun for coming into my life um when I needed her most because it it was almost like a Nino, Nino, mayday, mayday. <laughs> that night when he called me on that bullshit, she just kind of swooped in like, baby girl, I got you. Because I can't have you falling apart. Let me show you how to love yourself. Very beautiful. So shout out to Ocean with her amazing self. All right, guys. Remember that I'm a generational healing coach. You can book your one-on-one healing session with me, your soul cleansing with me or a tarot card reading with me, okay? I am here for you. I support you. Everything you need from me is in the link. Or if you want spiritual mentorship, sign up for my class that I have coming up on February 13th. I have payment plans for all my stuff. Oh, Lord, I hope that this helps you. I really hope that this helps you, y'all. For real, for real. Love y'all. Bye.